0: Otherwise, on S.A.F.M.
1: Yeah, this is Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM. Welcome to it, Mzansi, from me, Shadow Twala. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, my producer and technical producer, uh, Hazel Makuzeni and Lawrence Andrews. 0892 102010 is our number in the studio. Email us at otherwise, on otherwise at SAFM.co.za, tweets at otherwise SAFM or at Shadow Twala. Now, today we'll look at alternative medicine. The use of natural herbal medicine or African traditional medicines, which seem to gain recognition now by modern medicine by making use of many plant derivatives as some basis for everyday pharmaceutical drugs, which you will find side by side with essential oils, herbal extracts, and teas. And there are now TV programs, for instance, the BBC's Grow Your Own Drugs and books, etc., that demonstrate how to grow and prepare prepare herbal medicines now we find out more about it uh joining me on the phone in a few minutes for this discussion is Mako Amanda Tabasho who's a traditional African medicine practitioner then torn wings of Natural Health Alliance who keeps abreast of all the latest advancements in the natural medicine industry but before that our lunch bite for today comes from Herophilus and it says when health is absent wisdom cannot reveal itself art cannot become manifest strength cannot be exerted wealth is useless And reason is powerless. My guest is a traditional African medicine practitioner. She completed a traditional initiation and training in 2000 after completing a Bachelor of Commerce degree in 1998 and since 2011 she's been advising the South African Bureau of Standards on the African traditional medicine sector and the developmental needs of the sector and she's done so many other things and belongs to so many committees. She has presented at various national and international conferences on the subject of African traditional medicine. Please help me welcome Mako amanda Trabashe. welcome to otherwise makosi
2: thank you uh shadow and uh thank you as well to your listeners what do i call you uh you can call me <laughs> Hosey, but after that wonderful <laughs> intro i'm thinking uh, who she talking about? <laughs>
1: Professor, <laughs> because I wasn't quite sure Makosi may may have meant uh, uh type thing, you know.
2: It's it's it becomes almost like a title, it becomes because uh, it's all encompassing of all those that I walk with. But I'm equally comfortable with Amanda, actually. Mm-
1: <laughs> oh, are you okay? Now that, that's good because you never know, you never know. Hossi, the, 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 when you talk African traditional medicine, mm-hmm. um. Usually, people think of the derogatory term, and I call it derogatory because it invokes negativity with people when they hear umoti.
2: Mhm. It's it, it's unfortunate because actually, that is is a more appropriate term for us is umoti, mm-hmm. but it's been used in all other contexts that it's it's lost its 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 you know its proper meaning of. Of healing, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that uh, we are trying to deal with is that there's such a, a negative um, um, stigmatization mm. of traditional healing, of African traditional healing in particular, and, and and I guess it's because we don't own the conversation about the healing in, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in 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 traditional sense so you get, you know, whatever is in the media, which will always be quite a horrific and negative portrayal of what is happening, which is really a very small percentage of what happens in, 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 in uh, traditional healing. But that gets the publicity and all of the good work that is done by hundreds of thousands of um, traditional health practitioners on a daily basis is, is not recorded mm. and accorded as well, you know, the the, the the publicity that I think it deserves how what sort of
1: conversations should we be having outside of the media when we try and learn and understand more and i'm going to try and do that with you today but mm-hmm. what sort of conversations should we be having and what sort of understanding how open should we be about uh, the herb or umoti and mm. and what is now
2: just just medicinal plants is it not mm-hmm. It it is and, and, and one of the the, the the first things we should all be talking about is the fact that fact more than twenty five percent of drugs are made from from umut, from mm. herbs, mm-hmm. from some type of herb extract. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that um within our particular context it always seems as if you are anti I, I want to say anti-religion. Mm-hmm. If you uh, consult a traditional health practitioner or you use traditional medicine, and that's not at all, at all what it's about. So it's all of those about being able to some of the myths which 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 are perpetuated about usage of traditional medicine and 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 within within our culture. I mean, you still get people who would think of you as uncultured mm-hmm. or backward or whatever the terms that they use in t- if, you, if you actually admit that you do see a traditional healer and that you do practice your, um, I mean, even our cultures, your cultural practices, we still look at them. There isn't that pride of place about the fact that we are a cultured people, mm-hmm. even our healing Stems from our cultural practices and that we are comfortable in embracing all of that um, you know in in our identity as as, as Africans who have culture who have traditions because traditional healing is very much rooted within our culture
1: my my, my biggest thing I think is that anybody can call themselves a healer uh, because maybe there are no regulations is this industry regulated at all and maybe we, should, we ought to understand how, how people find their
2: calling to become traditional healers Firstly there are no government regulations at the moment it's a work in progress and um there's this work happening uh within the departments of health and the department of science and technology looking at how to set up standards for accreditation Mm. of, of 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 traditional health practitioners bear in mind though the reason that there aren't any regulations is not because of the traditional health sector it's because of government just not doing it Mm -hmm. From the time um, of, in 1994, there was talk about how do you you integrate the traditional health sector into the normal health practices. If you go back, even with the World Health Organization, has got plenty of of directives which say integrate traditional medicine into your primary health care practices. Now, none of that has happened, and really it's not because the sector has not wanted it to happen. We just have not had someone in government who's been... um, Working towards that what helped in about 2004 is that there was something called a um, indigenous knowledge systems policy mm-hmm. From science and technology, which then started some kind of movement towards looking at our indigenous knowledge Including traditional healing mm-hmm. so on, on that side is that it's not because the sector does not want it But it's just never happened, but if you go back in terms of, tra- of, of the traditional I'm going to say everyone just pause for a moment, what we know is that even when there's structure in a thing, once things start having a monetary value and it becomes lucrative and there are no rules and regulations, a lot can go wrong. But putting that aside, traditionally there are ways that someone would be trained and there would be a track record in that you could walk into a community and ask about a healer. Mm. So it wouldn't just be someone who sets up shop overnight. Mm-hmm. That's not what would happen. Unfortunately, what we're finding is that because people are turning to traditional healing and that it's become, um, I don't want to say lucrative because it's not like traditional healers are wealthy, but it's a livelihood for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's what opens then up to anybody just being able to lay claim to, I'm a healer. But any traditional healer, any Sangom, should be able to pinpoint you to where they were trained. Mm-hmm. They, 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 Because it's a communal... Um, kind of practice, they they will be a track record. The person doesn't just set up shop overnight.
1: Mm. Now, why then? Because China and India have, have mm. the same systems and have the same culture in place. Mm. They have their own types of Sangomas and, and, and mm. healers. And yet the world is more um, accepting of, 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 of what they do and what they practice as opposed, to in, 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 or as opposed to this continent. What is it that they do that we can learn from so we, 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 it's communicated better and doesn't have the kind of stigma that exists?
2: Firstly, with all of them, what actually changed things around, because in China as well, there was a time when they didn't allow the practice in traditional medicine. It was when the leaders of those countries issued a directive that you shall integrate traditional medicine into your health practice. Because what that then does is that it then forces government to put the infrastructure in place Mm -hmm. to be able to incorporate and start... um, uh, 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 um, uh, Including uh, traditional medicine into into the healthcare system. Remember, though, what everybody's asked for is where's the scientific proof? If there isn't a a a, a because even with the World Health Organization, they call for proven traditional remedies to be incorporated. We don't have the infrastructure or the support to say that we are now conducting a review or an investigation into what traditional practices actually work. How do we document them? How do we prove them? That's never been done. It's never been done. And so, it becomes very easy for you to discredit or discredit something that nobody has ever bothered to study now you going to the the medicines which are basically medicinal plants the research to support medicinal plants usage and the, the 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 i want to say the medicines in the medicinal plants is there because each and every botany department at a university in south africa does do research on Mm. medicinal plants. Mm. What's missing is that they do a research on a medicinal plant in isolation of the use of that plant Mm. in traditional remedies within a traditional or therapeutic um, uh, method, which is different to what happens in India and China. In South Africa, medicinal plants are studied in botany departments. You go internationally, medicinal plants will be studied within the the medical schools. As part of of pharmacology mm. and not just as a medicinal plant, it might sound like a small um, uh, uh, difference, but it's actually quite significant because from a from a botanist plant, they're interested in the plants as a plant, whereas if it's in the pharmacy department, they will then look at all of the other issues of okay, how is this thing mixed? what are the best um, dosages for it and within therapies and, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, So mm-hmm. we are missing that when I talk about the infrastructure in the country and um, little bits and pieces are starting to emerge but until we get that coordination of if we are looking at the, at the traditional healthcare as a system we need to be systematic in how we look at it and what kinds of infrastructure do you need to have in place. You go to India you go to China, you'll find traditional medicine hospitals clinics, uh, universities uh, pharmacies, all of those things are within some kind of system and infrastructure that's supported by government. We don't have that as yet. Which explains
1: then why we're so open to using the Chinese uh, yes. medicine and, and the Indian, because it's labeled as well, because we don't know what mm-hmm. you, Makosi, mixes, even though mm. you have the knowledge to mix. but because i don 't know the plants mm. i, I don 't know how to whether, how to trust if you know what i 'm mm-hmm. saying. Trust the herb that you give me, even though you are expert at it and you 've had all the, the the education and the knowledge from your ancestors and mm. from from uh, uh, traditional
2: universities Thank you. You, you, you are correct, and it 's one of the things we 're trying to to say to remedy as the sector at the moment we've got a a technical committee which is looking at developing standards for the sector. That committee is comprised of traditional health practitioners who are saying you know and also actually it's a response to the changing demographic of your clients because mm. you're now finding more children people who are brought up in more i'll say modernized society, so for them to get something in a in a in a in a wrapped in newspaper, you know, and for them to go and then do it at home, it then becomes difficult so Although they want to use sometimes because of the method of dispensing that we are using mm. it it ends up being a barrier itself there's a response to that because there's this willingness to see that the consumer need is changing people want Uh, something that is easier to use that is well packaged, that is um, well labeled, you know and that they can follow and so you're finding that's why the work that we're doing now with this technical committee is looking at what standards do we need to develop how do we also start developing things around measurement, around packaging, around labeling but remember as well that when I keep on talking about the infrastructure that it's all well and good to say people must be packaging in let's say red bottles Mm. how do we then make those red bottles available mm-hmm. to everybody how do we then roll out the training so that everybody knows that uh, we're now packaging in red yellow and blue bottles and how do you know the measurements and that and all of those things so if we, we're not getting the proper infrastructure, what I call is the industrial plans to support integration of African traditional medicine. So that if you've got that in place that you are saying, okay, from now on we package blue bottles for everything that you can drink, red bottles for everything else that you shouldn't be taking internally, you then need to follow that up with the training. You need to follow that up with access again to the materials, to package. For me, I love it because I think it then opens up other industries because you Mm -hmm. can then get other people who are now doing training. You then get other people who will be doing the manufacturing. But until we get a government uh, directive scary words, yes, which says support the sector because it's there, it's working, it's supporting so many people, but let us also come to the table with some kind of of, 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 of policy work, of legislation, of even fund funding models, which will be able to support the sector like any any other small business in the country.
1: Makosi, stay on the line. We're taking a little break, coming back to talk some more to you after okay. this. Otherwise, on SAFM, my guest is Makosi Amanda Yamanda who's a traditional African medicine practitioner. And um I didn't ask you, are you yes. are you
2: related to the Trabashis in Durban? No not the Eskom Kabashi no because oh, yes, okay. the yeah. in <laughs> I was thinking, how am I going to answer how that do and, you? And, not, and not me it's is actually
1: my marriage married uh-huh. uh-huh. okay, no, I was curious because I know I know the family well yes. but, but I, I, I want to know until that directive comes from government, we have a mm-hmm. few issues that we need to understand, for instance, what sort of uh, physiological or psychological healing uh, these alternative plants or alternative medicines. Um, Uh, deal with because uh, people you do have uh you you do have people still wanting to consult with you and Mm. until then how do we know which plants work and which plants don't and what they work for is this something somebody could ask for um depending on their illness how how should we prepare ourselves not to be gullible
2: especially Mm. You, I you know also, it's a huge <laughs> <laughs> it is, It's a bit difficult because of this lack of um, it's not like everybody's going to be carrying you know some kind of, of of card which says, "This is where I trained." But my best advice, especially with with uh, tradi- African traditional medicine in particular, because it's not like you're finding lots of packaged um, 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 plant products on the shelf, is that if you speak to someone who's a trader they usually know what it is they're trading in Mm. but by the same token because there's so much research that's already been done you can actually google it like everything else Mm. and find out what uh, plants have been found for what particular um, ailments because there's lots of literature written about the traditional uses of um, of plants, and in fact, there was a there was a a, a a database that was set up between the University of the I think it's the Western Cape, the Medicines Research Council and the Medicines Research Council, which started documenting the different traditional medicines that have been used. And but bear in mind, no, it will be the single plant; mm-hmm. it will not necessarily be the mixture that you would get from a traditional healer. Mm-hmm. My advice to people always about consulting a healer is that go to someone who someone has been to. It really is about a reference and a word of mouth thing Mm. because that's how it has always been and there will be someone who has been to that person. Don't, somebody was, it? all of a sudden somebody comes and they're claiming to be this healer. There's got to be some kind of of track record. It's not just, you know, setting up a a shop overnight. There are things that would happen within a community that people would know about. But if now you go to your to, to your discounts and and other pharmacies, especially at flu time and things like that, you tend to find a lot of things. The problem again becomes the names that are put on the bottles, the stuff that is bottled. It's the the you know the Latin name. Mm. You get something called Pelagonium Pseudoides and you're thinking, what is that? For us, it would be ishaka, which is something that we use and which is available. You see African ginger. That is something that is used all the time by healers, but because um, we're not yet manufacturing ourselves, so the name you'd see would be African ginger and not ispepeto, which is what we would know. So for me, because I'm speaking to people I think who can do a bit of research, go online. If somebody says, I'm giving you, and also don't be afraid to engage your healer. Mm. If the healer is defensive and doesn't want to be engaged, (laughs) get out. That's all. that, That is it. Get out. Because that's not the way we are taught in our practice. We need to be able to engage with people because you're not necessarily dealing with people who are from the same context as you and that you are taught properly, if you are trained properly, that you deal with all kinds of people, so you should be able to engage with them and explain things in a way that makes sense to them. Also, trust your own... Instinct. Um, yes. Uh, if all of us have got our own guides, Amar, Yossi, in, mm. in my term. Don't go against that feeling which says, this, even if you, you don't know, but the feeling will tell you, leave, leave.
1: Huh. Now, is it, is it advisable to grow your own uh, plants and, and make your, and prepare your own herbal medicines? Because I know the BBC has a program that mm. shows you how to grow your own uh, plants and, and prepare your own remedies, and you, you find if, if, whether it's aromatherapy remedies mm. or you know healing remedies. Do you advise people to do that?
2: i think it would be wonderful because research in india has shown that homes which have a a herbal medicinal garden are less sick than other people they don't see the doctor as often especially if they've been taught how to use those particular remedies there are very simple things that you can actually keep around the house and very some and, and there are certain things that re- used to be done as we were growing up, just for instance, is this thing of um, of, of, of what people now call detoxing. Mm. That has got a, a place, and especially when you see the science that's starting to come up to support the fact that having a well-functioning immune system is the key to health. So having all of those things on hand and fresh, because the problem with going to the market sometimes that you don't know when the thing got there, is that you are able to then treat in a preventative way and not have to wait until you get a full-blown full, full blown, um, cold or flu or whatever else you might be trying to treat. What it then means, though, is that because Western herbals, which is what I'm sure the BBC program talks about, have got a lot more... I mean, you can walk into any bookshop and you'll get a book about mix different types of herbs. You've got your Margaret Roberts who will be able also to say plant uh, rosemary, lavender, mm. chamomile and so mm. on and so forth. Mm. We haven't built up the same, um, user friendly, uh, um, you know a repository of information and that's that's a, that's a challenge to us is that that's what we need to be doing but it, it, it is advisable because then you have access to the medicines immediately when you need them but what we always need to emphasize is that just because it's a herb does not mean it doesn't have a negative effect doesn't mean that it can't kill you the plants work they have got active components in them and so you need to know what it is you've planted and how to use it because you get some plants that have to be uh, thoroughly cooked in order before they can be used otherwise they're toxic others have to be burnt before they are boiled you know and all of those things and and
1: again 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 my i'm disrupting you please stay on the line i'm taking news headlines this time and coming back but before i do that you must think about whether and this question is what i want to ask african traditional medicine better than pills is my question when i come back to you
2: otherwise on safm
1: my amanda tabashe that, that was the question african traditional medicine better than
2: pills um uh, it depends on the illness mm. and and it depends on the illness and, and the use i think uh, but i'd rather like us to focus on the fact that as as an in combination mm. with because there are certain things that we don't do. For instance, if you need to have an operation, mm. okay, but you can, after all, you break your your, your your arm and then it gets set. There are traditional medicines which help with the setting of that bone so that if we move away from this almost confrontational, better-than-either-or situation which we are in, mm. where we start looking at complementarities between traditional medicine and um, the allopathic system, that's where I think we will get our best. very best results because you get things like there are certain medications which will cause certain um, side effects Mm -hmm. and you would have a a traditional remedy which minimizes those side effects using those together would then give you better outcomes than what happens another thing is that the, the 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 consulting there was another study done in KwaZulu Natal where they had um, they trained traditional health practitioners to assist with monitoring of TB of patients on TB medication. The incidence of 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 default in the group that was being assisted by a traditional practitioner. You you can understand the cultural connotations of that, is that Mm -hmm. I'm being treated in my own cultural context Mm -hmm. was much, much lower than those who were not. So we miss out all of those opportunities of how traditional medicine and the Western system can actually work together to improve health outcomes and when we want to focus on either or. I'm not an either or kind of person mm. because I actually use all kinds of traditional medicine. I have acupuncture done when I need it. Mm. I, I, I use my own medications on myself and my family, and I still see a Western trained um, doctor. And I find that the outcomes, because of being able to combine, those those interventions is much better than if you're going to say one works or the other doesn't work. We need to have those kinds of conversations actually in the country to be able to, you know, to move forward.
1: Well, that's why I'm going to invite you again to continue these conversations because <laughs> I've learned a lot today talking to you. And, Marcosi if people want to get hold of you to have further discussions with yourself uh, and hopefully consult with you as well, do you, do you have a website? You look like a very busy
2: woman, so I don't know where you find time for all of this, but I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> for 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 consulting on the traditional side, they can um it's uh, the number is 79 mm-hmm. um nine two mm-hmm. And then if they're interested in the work that we are doing in terms of trying to professionalize the traditional um, medicine sector, yes. they can call the SABS on 861 two seven seven double two seven. And they can ask for Rauchelo or myself, and we can take the conversation forward. 861 double two seven seven double two seven.
1: 7227. Yes fantastic thank you so much for your time
2: it's an absolute pleasure and
1: and I, I promise i'm going to talk to you again because there was so much to cover and i think we just touched the the tip of the iceberg it's so no
2: problem so we'll,
1: we'll we'll talk again and thank you so much for your attitude especially because you know you're open to all types of medicine, as long as it, it serves the purpose. Thank you, yes. Makosi. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, thank Mrs. Tabashe. <laughs> thank you, Soto. So. Enjoy your day. Take and care. Thank you to your listeners. Okay, Bye. bye-bye. There's Amanda. She's at the SABS and uh, those numbers. But if you want to consult as well, zero seven nine nine two five zero double eight. She seems to know her story very well. But somebody else who knows their story very well is my next guest. His name is Torrin Wing. <clears throat> And Taran keeps abreast of all the latest advancements in the natural medicine industry, including research regulations and customer affairs in, uh, as, uh, in, in his company. And uh, he, his company is one of South Africa's leading suppliers of Chinese herbal and integrative medicines. Um, and he represents an executive committee member of the Natural Health Alliance. Torrin, Hello
0: hello good afternoon how are you i'm very good thank you and how are you
1: thank you so much for your time a pleasure and thank you for opening yourself up to talking to us because you know um i must tell people we, we bumped into each other trying to get into a store that was closing and we started having this conversation and this is how torren lands up on on the show today so thank you for being that open
0: that's a pleasure now thanks. did
1: you listen to my conversation with my i
0: did And what's your comment? I agree 100% Mm -hmm. um, that there were, um, I found it very interesting discussing, uh, you know, our focus over many years has been on Chinese medicine Mm -hmm. and um, we've been working here for 20 years supplying Mm -hmm. Chinese herbal medicine on the one side but more and more over the years Ayurvedic medicines, Western herbals and also nutraceuticals have been coming on board Um, and we we work with um, some some rather intelligent people who understand the combinations of medicine and firstly the combinations of medicines are the key Um, and understanding those combinations because um, you know a single herb all on its own um, has obviously has one action but if there's any other actions that that maybe need to be supported or or if the the effect of that herb in the system needs to be strengthened there's many other um, herbs that can obviously bolster that or on another level if there's a potential for harm from that herb Mm. you would use other herbs to prevent that possibility of harm and to give you a a very balanced formulation which is which is why one of the it it becomes so almost impossibly difficult to run the research with the current research model that that the western medical um, paradigm is looking to impose Mm. on the natural medicines.
1: Now you spoke about nutraceuticals Is is it natural like pharmaceuticals but using natural herb?
0: Yes, you know the word "natural" is always a bit difficult because, uh, at the end of the day, as soon as you alter any plant, it, it, is it is it any longer natural? Mm-hmm. Um, so we look at it as a sort of integrative medicine, really, is a is a, a very good name for it, um, for lack of a better word. Um, but it, it, it there's compounds that are, are extracted from specific herbs that have specific actions, um, and those compounds are. Uh, The research on those compounds is 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 really quite astronomical. Um, You know, uh, your your previous uh, guest was speaking about googling information, and and that's always something that's a little bit concerning to us Um, as a company. We only supply practitioners, and uh, so it's it's pure practitioner only medicine. Where um, uh, you know we don't supply a single product to a health store or a pharmacy mm-hmm. um, and it, it's only um, medicine that can be accessed through those doctors um, and whenever we speak to them the research that needs to be done needs to go to you need to go to google scholar or you need to go to pubmed and you need to look up the substances that you're using at that level um, because google a normal google search um, may sort of be, you know there's all sorts of claims and misleading things that that you can access
1: so, so Google
0: Scholar or PubMed? Google Scholar or PubMed.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, now talk to me about and and you know because you bring in these medicines from China and India and all other places where where you deal with healthcare. And 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 because it's become more and more in demand to use alternative medicine, what should people look out for? Because now anyone can package and put a label on, and uh, especially when we don't know much except for it has a few a few chinese words on it what should we be looking for
0: well uh, that is a little bit tricky really Mm. Uh, i think that's one of the reasons why we only supply practitioners Mm. Um, and realistically it's quite funny because in the community of practitioners and in the the community the industry um, we all have a, a we all contact each other when we get sick Mm-hmm. You know, we don't just dose ourselves, sort of take a herb and dose ourselves with it. At the end of the day, if you've got a serious condition and if there's something that, that needs addressing, to just go down to the health store or, or to the pharmacy and just take something off a shelf and expect that to, to cure you of all your ails, as it were, um, is a very unlikely event. And really, if, if somebody is suffering with something, go to the doctor
2: mm-hmm.
0: and speak to the doctor and find out the correct medicine for your condition.
1: Okay, please stay on the line for me. Uh, we'll we turn. We'll we'll be back talking to you after the slow break.
0: Sure. Otherwise,
1: on SAFM. Toren Wing is my guest, and Toren, I want to know. You know, uh, my previous guest and I spoke about how um, a directive needs to come from government and, and to set the 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 whole system so that it's it's trusted and, and is 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 informative. And you seem to have an uh, um, access as, as far as your company is concerned, where you work with best researchers uh, around the U.S., India, and Australia, who are continually researching, but also Coming up with new um, herb extracts to to create new medicines so are you aren't you able to work with my previous guests and people like SABS and people like our government to set this up
0: it's very interesting because we actually have a meeting on Friday Um, with the traditional healers and with some of the heads of the unions of the traditional healers Mm -hmm. uh, with the natural health alliance Mm -hmm. and and that's exactly what we're discussing Mm -hmm. um so that is very much in the pipeline and and, and it's it's very much a goal because you know it does need um if if someone has a car accident you scream for the drugs and you get to that hospital as quickly as you possibly can if it's life-threatening west there is nothing better than western medicine Mm When it comes to your sort of chronic conditions and, um, you know, patients who are suffering on a, on a long-term basis, um, sometimes a nutritionist is, is appropriate mm. or, um, you know, the natural medicine, well, the integrative medicine practitioners are, are, are really a, a very good way to go because um, there's, there's medicines there that it, it, it's going to cost you nothing to try them and see if they're effective. Um, prior to going onto the drug side of things or, or into the, the, the western pharmaceuticals um, which are so fraught with, with dangers these days. Um, I'm not saying that they're all dangerous mm. but they're, you know, the side effects and the, the toxicity profiles of some of those substances are things that if you can avoid them, it, it, it would be a wonderful thing to do.
1: So, what, your medicines that you distribute around South Africa to the practitioners, yeah. what, what sort of ailments do they deal with?
0: Well, there's 370 of them, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. and they, you can combine them in 5,000 different ways, um, so we, we do treat almost anything and everything. Um, we don't touch HIV mm-hmm. um, purely because it's a, a very political issue, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but most anything else we, we assist.
1: So, how do I make sure that where I go to my practitioner store gets your 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 medicines or your remedies that you bring out? Or are you are you saying to me that almost all practitioners, medical practitioners in South Africa, and would have your medicines?
0: Well, no, not all of them. Uh, the integrative medical doctors who are part of SASIM, the South African Integrative Medicine Association, which um, they, they will they would know about us and, and would either stock or, or work with our medicines. Um, also, many of the Allied Health Professions Council practitioners who are the homeopaths, the uh, Chinese medicine practitioners, mm-hmm. um, chiropractors. et said, well, not so much chiropractors, but um, you know, many of those practitioners uh, would have access to our medicines as well.
1: Do they go under
0: one label? Under Panaxia. Ah. Well, there's there's actually two different. There's there's Panaxia, which is the um, those are the, the capsule medicines and the prepack medicines, and then there's the the wonderful uh, what we call Dui which is uh, the art of formula construction, and that's all the Chinese herbal medicines, um, which I, I think one of the interesting differences between the. Uh, the your previous guest and and the african traditional medicines and chinese medicines is that three and a half thousand years ago the yellow emperor um stated that chinese medicine was a great asset to china and at that point he commissioned pharmacopias already so we literally have pharmacopias that are three and a half thousand years old which at the same time traditional african herbalists were using their herbs, but it just wasn't written down in the same way and it wasn't, you know, the leader didn't turn around and say, give us a pharmacopoeia, write all this down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why Chinese medicine is, is so in-depth today and the knowledge into it is, is quite extraordinary. And um, the combination of using Western medicine, Western allopathic medicine and the, uh, sort of the, the herbal medicines um, is really highlighted in almost all hospitals in China. Um, they use both. And it's something that um, all the nutraceuticals that come out of the Chinese herbs are studied extensively. Um, And the the hospitals there are are, are just sort of first class facilities, which are, are quite amazing. Hmm.
1: Well, I hope to talk to you again when you come out of your meeting. When did you say it was on Friday? It's on Friday. Well, we wish you all the best and we hope you find common ground because I think for the health of our society and for, you know, of our population, we need to be exposed to as many healing properties as possible and your merging or sharing ideas, I think, will make us a healthier society wonderful so thank you so much and do you have a website where people can get hold of you
0: we do Uh, it's www.wingsherbal.co.za
1: wingsherbal.co.za and just practitioners must get hold of you
0: well you can have a look there and and you can contact us through that and find your nearest practitioner
1: okay thank you so much tauren have a have a great day
0: thank you shadow
1: you take care bye-bye bye-bye that's Torrin Wing. If you want to know more about all the medicines, uh, alternative medicines, or natu- nutraceutical
2: medicines, he's called them, It wingsherbal.co.za, that's the website.